Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to today's MitoAction monthly expert series. My name is Kyra Mann, CEO of MitoAction, and we are honored that you took time out of your day to be with us this afternoon. To say this past year has been challenging for all of us is an understatement. As we head into the holidays, we thought we'd take some time out today to help our families and community take a pause and reset. So today we're going to step away from the clinical presentations and focus on you and your mental health and emotional well-being. Today's presentation will be recorded and available on the MitoAction website in the coming days, as well as on our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. If you're joining us via phone, I would encourage you to follow along. And even though you can't see our presenter, she'll guide you through today's presentation so you can fully participate in the yoga and give yourself time to relax, as well as learn some te techniques to help you get through the stresses of the holiday. If you're joining us via computer, you should see the presentation on your screen. Marcel will be available for questions at the end of her presentation, so I encourage you to use the Q&A feature at the bottom of your screen or email us at info at mitoaction.org. We will do our best to get through as many questions as possible at the end of today's presentation. We are excited to have with us Marcel Longlad here to first share with us tips and ideas for managing stress during the holiday, and then she'll lead us in yoga so we can relax and reset as we prepare to head into the hustle and bustle of the holiday season. Marcel is a yoga teacher, biomedical engineer, and devoted entrepreneur. She is a passionate advocate for people living with chronic conditions and disabilities because she herself is one of those people too. She has had a long life, a lifelong journey battling complex health conditions, main, mainly familial Mediterranean fever, narcolepsy type one, and hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. Marcel created the Chronically Surviving Advocacy blog, where she shares stories from her life. As a result, others feel open to share their narrative to help spread awareness and develop a sense of community and belonging. The second part of her platform and business is called Asynthma Healing. She offers physical, emotional, spiritual, and practical support using a holistic model of care, specifically for those living with chronic health conditions. Marcel, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for that lovely introduction. Um, let's get into it. We're going to talk about tips for coping with the stress of the holidays and I won't talk too much about me because you guys already heard about it. But one thing that I did want to bring your attention to is I, with my physical conditions, I also have um, emotional or mental health conditions as well, including anxiety, ADHD, and complex post-traumatic stress disorder. And yoga and meditation have really helped to manage those conditions. So stress and the holidays uh gatherings and family get together get togethers can take up a lot of energy for many reasons um some and something that's challenging for one person might not be challenging for the next because we're all different and we all respond to stress differently so for many getting together with family or loved ones can be challenging 
since not everybody's family is supportive and some family members or loved ones sometimes don't really understand the depth of of the challenges that we face when we have chronic health conditions. It can also be emotionally challenging as well, right? That there might be, you know, personal or awkward questions that you don't want to answer or people's opinions um, and it make them, you know, people might make you feel like you should or provide you with unsolicited advice because there's nothing better than unsolicited advice said no one ever <laughs> no one likes unsolicited advice so these get-togethers can also have a physical toll on us though as well because we might need to travel or go longer periods of time without rest than we're used to or be expected to help in certain ways whether they're with meals or watching younger family members so just know that if you find the holidays challenging, your feelings are completely valid and you're definitely not alone. Stress is important to talk about because it causes a, a significant shift in our nervous system. It shifts it away from its healthy baseline by releasing mobilizing energy, which is important when you're you know, walking through the woods and like see a bear and need to get away. But in our modern day society where we value speed and efficiency and productivity and, and, and you know, dot, 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 sometimes that stress level doesn't ever get the chance to come back down to baseline. And especially when we were faced with adversity and that it comes up too often or goes on for too long, the vagus nerve, which is the main player of regulating our nervous system in stress response, is it gets blocked and it doesn't help the body recover fully when activated due to stress. So although we, all, we can't really control what happens to us, we can definitely use a range of tools and resources that we're going to talk about today to help you recalibrate your nervous system, to just give your nervous system a break, a boost to come back and recover fully after being stressed out. So you definitely can tip the scale the other way by shifting your nervous system into a more regulated one, which allows more of a body and mind connection so that it functions, our bodies function optimally. So the way I look at like this, like stress response in, in our nervous system is this like cycle, this vicious cycle that we get into. So what through research, what we've realized is that our bodies actually respond to the threat or to the stress before our minds actually consciously are like aware of it. So your body is like sees the threat, sees the stress, activates your 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 sympathetic nervous system where which means like fight or flight or freeze and so your heart starts racing and you start maybe getting tense and so then you're in that triggers your mind to be like oh I'm, I'm worried I'm anxious I'm stressed right now which further tells your body it like gives a feedback to your body saying yes there is a threat let's keep going where or because it's asking your mind to confirm whether there is a threat. So if you confirm there is a threat, it's not, your nervous system is just going to keep going. So 
and it becomes like a vicious cycle like that but we can get step out of the loop and we do that through mindfulness because when we feel we're anxious or nervous or stressed or overwhelmed we can have a moment of awareness and say okay I need to do something for my nervous system I need to do something for my body to come back down to baseline or deal with this stress in 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 some way um and then that that moment of awareness that moment where you're like I need to do something for myself right now to support myself that's mindfulness like that moment that's what mindfulness is it's just that that moment of awareness and the more we can practice that awareness the more we can check in with ourselves the easier it gets and so that's how I see the nervous system and in this whole, you know, active stress activation. So that's a lot of jargon and stuff. In, but like now let's talk about the practical things. So a few reminders. These are like the overarching things. One, it's, it's okay to put up boundaries around certain topics or walk away if you need to. We're going to talk about boundaries today. We're going to, I'm, we're going to, I'm going to give you the lowdown and you can understand how you can set those healthy boundaries for yourself also it's your decision how much time you want to spend and where and how you choose to spend that time with your family or your loved ones or the holidays in general because it's your holidays too um one thing that uh, you know is very important to remember is that not everybody's going to be on the same page <clears throat> excuse me um and that's okay. <laughs> like I, I, I think we would be dreaming in technicolor, thinking that you know we're gonna walk into the uh, the holidays, thinking everybody is gonna <laughs> think the way we do or prioritize the things that we do. It's 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 just not gonna happen. Um, and one thing that I've done in the last few years that's really helped me manage my stress through the holidays is having a game plan and an exit strategy before any gatherings. So this just gives me like a framework to go by, right? And if I stray too far from that framework, I can have that moment of awareness and think like, no, no, this was not part of the plan. This is not what, what I had in mind to keep myself in the healthiest state possible. So making a game plan and even like scheduling rest, like putting time into actually, I'm going to rest at this time. It's also very important to kind of, manage the stress and your energy so let's talk about boundaries because that's one of the like it's super important to to set boundaries during the holidays um because it makes you know and others know what you can and can't tolerate so boundaries are huge right uh and one thing that i learned the hard way is boundaries are simple statements very simple statements I used to set these like long, long boundaries, right? Like where, uh, like these, it's too long of an, and it's full of apologies and explanations and and all sorts of like fluff is what I realized. And what it, that's not helping anybody. I mean, it might feel better because you're kind of justifying it to yourself, but the other person doesn't gain any more clarity from like all a whole laundry list of things that you're saying so instead of like saying oh i'm sorry blah 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 just simple statement it's clear it's concise they know they know what you need and what to do to respect your boundaries so for example you know an example could be thank you for inviting me to your party 
I can't come, have a great time. Simple. No excuses, no sorries, nothing, no explanation. You can put an explanation if you want, but don't over like don't overdo it. Something like, thank you for inviting me to the party. I have other plans. Have a great time. So you're still kind of explaining yourself, but it's super simple, right? No, you're not apologizing for your, your reality. Um, and this really lets people know whether you need, like what you need and what, you, what you're expressing and why. Um, I think getting, setting more healthy boundaries around the holidays is something that needs to happen a lot more. I think um, we set unrealistic expectations on ourselves and on others, and it's easy to get overwhelmed um, by overcommitting, and, and then the stress goes through the roof. Um, and also remember that I'm going to teach you about like setting boundaries, but also in, in, in tandem, we have to be respectful when other people give, like enforce boundaries as well, to not take it personally, to not react, to, to come from a more, a place of com compassion and understanding. So Three things that help me set boundaries are identification. So identifying who you struggle to establish healthy boundaries with, like your children, whether your coworkers. So identifying that source can make the difference between a $10 repair bill now and a $10,000 repair bill down the road, metaphorically speaking. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, the second one is the spectrum. Like everything in life, nothing is black and white. It's a spectrum. So the spectrum of boundaries goes from porous to rigid. And porous is like the difficulty saying no, like oversharing personal information, over, overly concerned about others' opinions and the way they are viewed by others. A rigid boundaries are, uh, you know, reluctance to ask for help, uh, overprotective of personal information and avoiding close relationships. The goal is to ideally move in the middle, as much in the middle as possible. Sometimes there is a need to, in, to put down a very rigid boundary, but I don't, I, I, in my experience, I don't ever think like a porous boundary is ever really good. <clears throat> the third thing is coordination. And this is where I'm going to call, bring back values into the game. So you want your boundaries to match your values so that your actions match your desires. So you can get, you know, you can get what you deserve and want. And so do you value time with your family? Well, maybe you need to set stronger boundaries at work. If you value peace, maybe you need to set more strong, stronger boundaries around who gets to have access to you. And when I say strong boundaries, I don't mean rigid boundaries. I mean that middle part where you're, there is flexibility. So if you struggle to make boundaries or if you feel like you do at some point, like we all will, it's inevitable. These are the kinds of questions that I, I tend to ask myself. Um, that brings me back to clarity, that brings me back to what my deservedness, my, my, my worth. 
Um, and they're all kind of similar, right? So it's like, what am I saying yes to by saying no to this? You know, by letting go of this, what am I making space for? Why is their comfort more important than my own? Is prioritizing my needs selfish or self-care? And I think these, the answers to these questions become pretty clear, right? It just reorients yourself to your values. So remember, boundaries are how we show others how to respect us, but also how we show love towards ourselves. And these are a few examples of boundaries. I'm sure you can come up with a few as well. Um, we can talk about it in the question period as, if you have any questions. These, see, these are some examples, right? I don't have the energy right now. I'll get back to you when I'm feeling strong. Or I'm struggling at the moment. I need some help, please. Um, you know, we will only be able to stay for three hours. Or that wasn't funny. That was offensive. You know, these are the these, these are simple statements that are very clear. So, but okay, so we're talking about boundaries, but what about what about our values, right? Like, um, how do we know what our values are? That's something, that's a, the big reason why I struggled with boundaries so, at the beginning, because I didn't even know what my values were. And I think this is a perfect time of year to, 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 take, a to take a moment to reflect, whether that's journaling or in whichever way that you, is best for you, but reflect on, on, on your values so that you can, you know, have a better idea of where you want to go moving into 2022. It's almost 2022. It's <laughs> so scary. <laughs> anyway, so these are, um, so the first question you can ask yourself is, you know, looking back in, in your past, what are your top experiences? So questions that you can consider are like, what brings me joy? What are some moments in my life that stand out as times when I was feeling happy and fulfilled? What values were you, was I honoring at those times? And your takeaway could be something along the lines of like, I am happiest when I get to spend time building relationships and community. And I also like adventure, you know, so that, that's getting clear on those boundaries or those values, I mean. The second question is kind of like just flipping the first question on, in, on itself. So it's basically, you know, what are my suppressed values? So when am I the most unhappy, resentful, frustrated, or stifled? What, what was going on? And what values were not being fulfilled at those times? And, and what I've realized is whatever values were suppressed when you were feeling unhappy, most likely are your core values. Um, so for instance, I am unhappy and sometimes resentful when I feel unhealthy and don't make time to exercise. So that makes you realize that balance could be a core value of yours. And the third question is, is not looking at the past, it's looking in the future now. Like how, like what do you want out of life? Um, so the questions that you can consider are like, what is most important to me in, in, in my life? What do I need to do to experience more fulfillment, more love, abundance, health, learning, growth? Um, and it's basically like, what are you here to do in like the big sense of the word? Um, and the answer that might come out is something like, you know, I'm here to have a fulfilling life full of love, connection, and adventure. So see how like those values from question one into are com like coming back into this question. So it kind of like reinforces what your values are. So being clear on what helps you look at your choice, like being clear on your values helps you look at your choices through a lens where you're honoring yourself. And, and your truth 
which is really important, especially during the holidays. So a few um, do's and don'ts for, for uh, managing our energy um, is, I'm gonna talk a little bit about spoon theory. I think most of us might already know about it, but it's, a, it's, um, it's like an analogy or a way for, you, for uh, people with uh, chronic health conditions or whatnot to manage their, their limited energy. Um, for a day. So maybe like you have 12 spoons for a whole day and it takes you two spoons to get out of bed and get dressed. One spoon to, I don't know, meditate, <laughs> you know, and you, you, you manage your, your energy in that way. Um, so managing our energy is important and how you can help yourself through that is, you know, acknowledging your feelings, not, you know, forcing yourself to be happy just because it's a holiday season. Um, reaching out if you're feeling lonely or if you need support. Being realistic, easy to say, hard to do. <laughs> just try to um, be mindful of your expectations of yourself and others and, and try to be as realistic as possible. Plan ahead. I talked about that a little bit um, earlier and uh, also wanted to mention that like there's nothing wrong with calling or like talking to the host of the event and asking what the food will be like what are they serving so that it, you can make sure that you can actually eat and there is absolutely nothing wrong with bringing your own food if you know that the food that you will be served you can't get is not part of your uh, your diet um especially for us with chronic and rare diseases sometimes we have very specific diets um in, in food allergies so make sure that you take care of yourself um stick to your healthy habits as much as possible it's okay to indulge during the holidays just don't stray too far from from your from your healthy habits because it's going to make it that much harder to come back to to your healthy routine and also take a breather i talked about this earlier but for real take time for yourself make sure that you're you know you're prioritizing your time for yourself not just to rest but to do whatever activities that spark joy. Don't feel guilty for missing an event if you have to. Don't let others push your limits. Again, easier said than done. You don't have to give in to intrusive questions if you don't want to. You don't need to get all dressed up if it's going to affect your, your capacity to be present, to be energized to be healthy um, and most importantly don't forget to listen to your body and that's why taking those moments to yourself are super important because that's when you're you're able to see the loop that you're in if you're in a stress activation loop like I was talking about it earlier and stepping out of that loop so let's talk about like actual tangible things okay so these are two exercises that I love they're simple they're easy to remember. You can do them anywhere and they don't take very long whatsoever. So I'm gonna start with the heartwarming exercise. So the heartwarming exercise is three parts. The first one is forehead release. So you're gonna take the tips of your fingers on both hands and you're going to join them in the middle of your forehead with your palms like facing towards your 
forehead. <laughs> and then you're generally gonna pull down so until your fingertips reach your temples or like right beside your eyes. So you're basically like pulling the skin on your forehead from side, like on either side with your hands. And this relaxes tension in the forehead and also soothes an overactive mind. And just do that a few times. And the next step is a butterfly hug. So you cross your arms over your chest so that your like fingertips are just below your collarbone and your, your palms are flat on, on either side of your chest. You can hook your thumbs if you want and simply just alternate tapping one hand and then the next on your chest. And you just focus on the tapping. You can go as fast or as slow as you want. And this calm, this is calming and grounding. It, it has um, research has shown that it really does lower stress levels. It uh, it soothes the vagus nerve, and so you can refocus your awareness on the present moment. And then the final piece is a heart mind connection. So you're going to take your left hand and place it over your forehead, palm to forehead, and then your right hand will go over your heart. And you just sit here and you breathe. You can close your eyes if you want. And you do this as long as you feel comfortable doing so. And that's the heartwarming exercise. Forehead pulls, butterfly hug, and heart mind connection. Okay, so this next one is kind of fun. It's a little bit different. And, um, but honestly, it's, it's kind of freaky the first time you do it, but it's so cool. <laughs> and it, it's super easy. So bear with me. All right. So you're going to take your right hand and you're going to put it under your armpit. Yes. You're going to put it under your armpit. Okay. Bear with me. Like I said, you're going to take your left hand now and you're going to just gently hug your upper, your, your right upper arm. And you're going to stay here and you're going to breathe. You can close your eyes if you want, just breathe deeply. And you do this until you yawn, sigh, or swallow. And I promise it will happen. It might take a little time, but eventually you'll have, like you'll sigh or swallow or yawn. It's so freaky. It's so cool though. Um, it's super easy too. And you can like literally do it with, like and pretend you're listening to a conversation. <laughs> and it, it, for some reason, it it releases pent up energy. So that yawn, that sigh, that swallow, that's like pent up energy that's being released. It's super cool. Our bodies are amazing. <laughs> so those are two really easy soothing exercises that you can do. Um, then you got meditation and breath work. So breath work is uh, very effective at soothing uh, the stress response. And two specific uh, breath. Uh, practices are important that I'd like to share. So one is square breathing. So you inhale for four counts, you hold it for two or four counts, and then you exhale for four counts, and you hold it out for two or four. So it's square or rectangle. <laughs> and so you just keep following that pattern of breath for as long as, or as little as long as you, you feel comfortable. Alternate nostril breathing is another one that's really simple to use and it centers your um, it centers your energy channels, which is calming and grounding. So you you can take whichever hand, whichever finger, and you you block one nostril <laughs> and you inhale. Sorry, you exhale through that nostril and then inhale, and then you switch. Exhale, inhale. 
twitch. So you, basically you take a breath in on one side and a breath in on the other side and you keep alternating until you, until you feel comfortable enough to, to let it go. Um, mindful meditations are also really simple, free and to do. Um, there's so many resources online for them. Um, YouTube, uh, there's apps. At the end of the presentation, I will also give you guys a uh, um, link to my website. I have the accessible mindfulness resources on there and I got a free yoga and meditation library for you guys to access as well. But some of the main meditations that are helpful for like grounding and calming are deep breathing. So that's like a very simple meditation where you're focusing on your breath. Then there's the body scan where you systematically go from one body part to the next, sometimes head to toe or toe to head. Um, and mantra meditation. So you repeat an affirmation. That's your point of focus or prayer. Prayer is considered meditation as well. Um, one that's really good for grounding and, and taking a breather is, is a walking meditation. So like, say you're like, you need to blow off steam and go outside. It's nice and do a walking meditation. And all a walking meditation is, is you literally are noticing every single step you take. That's it. And if you get lost in thought, that's okay. That's what the mind does is it thinks. So just bring it back to your footsteps. Um, one morning routine that I like to stick to, especially during the holidays, um, it's, it doesn't take long, very simple, um, is this one. So if one is lemon juice first thing in the morning. Um, this boosts your mood. It, it kickstarts your metabolism. And it has like a way of making you happy for some reason. <laughs> um, so, and then I do a meditation. It's free and it's easy. Even if it's like two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever you can squeeze in there. And then any kind of like movement stretching to get the blood flowing, right? Be a walking meditation. So you can like kill two birds with one stone. Or it can be, you know, um, just simple stretches like neck stretches or something. It could be a, a yoga practice. It can be dancing, like whatever gets your body moving. So with that, let's do some yoga. So I'm going to exit out of the. Um, presentation so that we can do a little bit of chair yoga to that together. So uh, find a comfortable like position. This whole uh, series will be done seated. So you don't have to worry too, too much about um, moving or anything like that. And so find a comfortable position, a comfortable seat, somewhere where you won't be disturbed for the next little while. And um, remember that you can always move or like change positions or whatnot. Um, take what serves you, leave the rest. It's not about what the pose looks like. It's about how it feels in your unique body. So first and foremost, listen to your body. Okay. Once you're there, just let your arms rest on your lap. You can choose to close your eyes if you're comfortable doing so, or just soften the gaze. And just to start to land, focus on your breath. Just don't need to change your breath. Don't need to force it in any way. Just notice your body breathing. Right? Notice it as the air goes into your nostrils. Maybe you'll feel it in the back of your throat. Maybe you'll feel your chest. Expand and contract wherever you feel your breath in your body. Land your attention and your awareness there. 
letting go of whatever came before this, whatever is going to come after, and just be here with your breath. Your feet firmly on the ground, if available to you, feeling that grounding, that connection with earth. Take one big breath in together and let it out of your mouth. You can gently open your eyes if they were closed. From here, let's do a little bit of movement. So we're gonna start with the big body circles. Oh yeah, I have two rabbits by the way. They might come in and out. They like to do yoga with me. <laughs> Hopefully they don't disturb us too much. So yeah, just, Twist your body over and around in a big circle. You can be as small or as big as you want. You can go as fast or as slow as you want. Sometimes I like to link it with my breath. So I will do the inhale to send my body backwards and then exhale to lean forward. And then go the other way. And make this move your own. We're just waking up the spine and the hips here. And ready. And you can gently let that go and come back to center. We'll side, do side bends now. Inhale, your right arm goes up. Exhale, lean to the left. So the whole right side of your body is nice and spacious and open. Inhale, cactus shape your arm and come back halfway. And then exhale to lean and reach. Do two more like that. Inhale, cactus arm, come back halfway. Exhale, reach, 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 reach over to the left. And last one, inhale and exhale. Now you stay and really reach out through the right fingertips and at the same time, ground that right heel down so you can really get a nice opening in the right side body. And then on your next inhale, you can come back to center. Your right arm comes back down to your left. Over. Let's do the left side now. So inhale, your left arm goes up. Exhale, you lean to the right, opening up the left side body here. Do those oblique crunches. So inhale, cactus shape your arm, come back in halfway, squeeze your side abdominal, and then exhale to reach. Twice more. Inhale, squeeze your abs, and exhale to reach up and over. And last one. Nice, good job. And reach, 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 reach. Stay here. Really pull through your fingertips and then down through your left heel, opening up that left side, making space between your ribs. And then on the next inhale, you rise and lower your left hand down to your left. We're gonna do a little bit of a sequence here. Um, so don't worry, I'll show you the move and then we'll do it together. 
there's two variations for your arms here. Choose whichever works best for you and you can always change your mind. So the first one is you're just gonna have your hands on your, on your hips, on your lap, on your knees, just on your chair, just somewhere down here. The other is cactus and reach. Okay, I'll show you both and you can decide. Okay, so what the move will be is we're gonna inhale, our chest lifts up, you look up, you're arching your back and then exhale, you're gonna belly to spine, chin to chest, you round your back, upper back. And inhale back to neutral. And then exhale, you twist to the right. Inhale, you come back to center. Exhale here. Now the other variation of arms. So you're gonna inhale, cactus shape your arms, lift the chest, look up. Exhale, reach arm your arms forward as you bring your chin to your chest, arching your back. And then come back to center, inhale, cactus shape arms, and then exhale to the left. Inhale to come back to center. So we're gonna alternate tw the twists like that. Don't worry, I'll cue you through the whole thing. You saw both arm variations, do you, whatever you want is good, it's perfect. It's your practice. Okay, so inhale, lift the chest, look up. Exhale, arch the spine, chin to chest. Inhale, come back to neutral to center. Exhale, twist to the right. Inhale, come back to center. Exhale here. Let's do that again. Inhale, lift the chest, look up. Exhale, round the spine, chin to chest. Inhale, back to center. And exhale, twist to the left. Inhale, come back to center. Exhale here. Let's do one more on each side to even things out. Inhale, lift the chest. Look up. This is your cow spine. Exhale, round the spine, chin to chest, belly button to spine. Inhale, neutral back to the center. Exhale, twist to the right. Inhale, back to center and exhale here. One more time, inhale, cow. Exhale, round the spine. Inhale to neutral. And exhale, twist to the left. And inhale, come back to center. Beautiful, that's great, fantastic. Okay, now the next move is, um, it's a little tricky, so we're gonna go arm. You, if you can have, if you have mobility in your, in your legs, you'll reach opposite leg to arm out and it will crunch in. If you don't, that's okay. You just use your arm and then you crunch in, okay? We're gonna start right arm up, left arm, right left leg out, crunch knee to, to elbow, up, and then bring your arm down, okay? And then the other side, right leg goes out, left leg, left arm up, and then you crunch knee to elbow, up and back down. Let's do that twice more on each side. 
Inhale, spread. Exhale, crunch knee to elbow. Inhale, spread again. And then back to center. Left side, left arm, right leg out. Crunch, elbow to knee. Extend, reach, and then come back to center. Last one. Inhale, right arm out, left leg out. Exhale to crunch, knee to elbow. Reach back out and then come back to center. Last one, inhale to reach. Exhale, knee to elbow. And one final reach. And then we come back to our neutral spine. Take a nice little roll of the head one way and then the other. Giving your shoulders a nice little roll here and go the other way. Shake out a little bit. All right. One more before we end the practice. This can be whatever you want. So you have three, you have multiple options. You can either do whatever move you want. If you want to sit still, you sit still. If you want to you know, shake. If you want to redo one of the one of the moves that we did, or you want to bring in your own moves, this is your time. Or if you have functioning in your legs, you can do figure four. So you would bring your right um, ankle over your left knee. Your right hand goes to your right knee, and your left hand over your right ankle. And then you just lean as far forward as you can. Maybe it's only a little bit. Maybe it's this way. Maybe you're all the way down. Each way is perfect. And don't worry, I'll cue you halfway through so you can switch legs. You can also do eagle arms, which is giving yourself a big hug, or you can wrap your forearms and palms touch together at center. And don't worry, I'll cue you again so you can switch the stacking of your arms. Cool, do whatever you want. I'm going to do the figure four because it gives me a really nice bum stretch, which is always good, um, especially when you're sitting all of the time. Okay, so don't worry, I'll cue you when we're in, when we're halfway through and you can switch sides. Grounding is it's so important um, because it reminds our bodies and ourselves that we're safe. Um, and, and from that, you can, is where you can be more resilient and um, more empowered. Okay, if you're doing something that's asymmetrical, you can go ahead and switch sides now. So, you know, for a long time, people have, uh, you know, said that like, or that there, our feet are, is a map of our whole body. So, if we can intentionally work on grounding, then we're also supporting the rest of our system, the rest of our body. And it helps us manage our stress so much better, so much more healthy. Okay, whatever you decided to do, slowly just let that go, come back to neutral, come back to a sitting posture. I'm going to cue you right through to a meditation 
right now um, to finish off the, the, the session before a quick uh, a question period. Um, so feel free to find a comfortable meditation posture somewhere where you won't be disturbed. Make sure you're warm enough. You might wanna go grab a blanket. And um, and here we go. So we're gonna do what's called a yoga nidra. So it, this is a meditation. Um, it's something that you can easily do yourself as well. Um, so let's try to do to do this practice. So close your eyes if you're comfortable doing so. And just let go of any, you know, clinging to the breath or or any force there. Just let your breath, your body breathe normally, naturally. And what we're gonna, what I will do is I'll I will cue you and move. I will cue you through different parts of your body, and you will move your awareness to those parts when I name them. So just follow my voice and go through the body as as I cue you. So we're going to start on the right side of the body. So your right hand in the middle of your right palm. Imagine a twinkle of light, a little star. And that star goes to your right wrist. Your right elbow, twinkle of light. Your right shoulder, sparkle of light. Heart center, middle of the chest, sparkle of light. Left shoulder, sparkle of light. Left elbow, sparkle of light. Left wrist, twinkle of light. Left palm of the hand, sparkle of light. Center of your belly, sparkle of light. Back to the right side, your right hip, a twinkle of light. Your right knee, sparkle of light. Right, right ankle, sparkle of light. the center of your right foot, twinkle of light. The center of your left foot, sparkle of light. The center of your left ankle, sparkle of light. Left knee, sparkle of light. Left hip, twinkle of light. The center of your pelvis, sparkle of light. The center of your body, your belly, sparkle of light. Heart center, middle of the chest, sparkle of light. Middle of your throat, sparkle of light. The tip of your nose, twinkle of light. 
the center of your brow sparkle of light. The middle of your brain, your head, sparkle of light. Back down to heart center, sparkle of light. Back up to midbrain, sparkle of light. Back to the heart, sparkle of light. Now the light grows and grows and grows and grows until your whole torso is completely illuminated until your whole right arm, your left arm, your right leg and your left leg, they're all encompassed in this beautiful light. Your whole face, your whole head, your whole body is one giant sparkle of light. Your whole body, your whole self is an immense, beautiful, sparkle of light. Now gently let go of the visualization. Graciously come back to the present, to the here and now, knowing that these practices, these tools, these tips, these exercises are all here for you to help you. And coming back to the, your immediate environment, maybe listening to the sounds around you and and then if your eyes are closed, you can gently bring them open when you're ready. And thank you guys so, so much for allowing me to lead you through uh, yoga and meditation. And uh, yeah, let's get, let's, let's answer some questions. I'm also going to put in the chat my contact information, um, links to my mindfulness resources, and also a PDF version of these slides. Thank you so much, Marcel. I feel like I have to talk in a different tone now because we're all quiet and calm. And, um, I, you know, I think it's, it's hard as we're all going through life to forget to just stop and take those moments to pause and sometimes just simply breathe, right. And take that break. And what a huge difference just taking those few moments throughout the day can make for all of us. Um, so I appreciate you helping us do that and encouraging us to do that. Um, so just a couple of questions. So you talked a lot about how to, um, some tools and tricks to communicate with the outside invitations um, for the holidays. We have in the Mito community, a lot of families who have perhaps a parent that is also affected as well as a child. So can you talk a little bit about how within the family dynamic for the parents and the children to within the house balance those resources of energy and learning to find some balance without 
you know, mom or dad who might be affected feeling guilty because they can't do all of the, um, you know, the holiday activities that maybe the kids want to do, but finding time to have some good quality time together, but finding that balance so that, you know, our, our families don't go into those energy drains and crises. Yeah, such a great question and important to, to talk about. My mom, in my, my conditions are genetic as well. And so my mom has been, um, you know, affected in a similar way as I have. Um, and so it, it, it's, it's been a really hard time for my mom and I to, to manage our energy, to manage our own like sense of guilt um, and grief. And, um, you know, I want to help my mom as much as I can, and she wants to help me as much as I can. But, and that's what we did for a really long time, but that's not sustainable, right? Because we're the ones that need the help more often. So it was like recruiting outside family members and, you know, or my, my stepdad or my brother and just giving them a little bit more of a role um, than they usually would. Um, I come from a French, like a French family. So like, you know, most often it's like the women that are cooking and all of that stuff, right? It falls a lot on the, the, the women in our family. So how do you do that? It's about converse. It's just a talk, right? Like maybe it is about setting time to, to have a sit down with, with your immediate family and just, you know, if it's apparent to their child, maybe, you know, helping them understand what boundaries are and, and how to tell, like how to enforce a boundary or, you know, articulate a boundary. I think another thing is, is making space for whatever we feel, right? And trying not to uh, react as much as possible and really um, being open-minded and, and uh, seeing things, you know, from a compassionate perspective. I think that setting intentional time for fun activities that you like to do as a family that's not too taxing is really important too because at the end of the day, like Christmas, like the holidays are about family and, and connection and, and spending quality time. And I think if you value that and articulate that that's a value, then that, then, you know, you can find ways to intentionally make that happen. And I think it's like, you know, like I said, make time for yourself, not just for rest, for fun, like to do activities that you love to do, right? And that's both child and parent. And I think, Again, those intentional breaks as well, like intentional time for you to just chill out or check in is really important. Um, I mean, it's, it's hard when there's stress around and you're just like frustrated, overwhelmed, it's hard. Then you tend to be more sensitive and more, you know, you tend to react mostly. That's why it's better to be like ahead of the game and plan for these things and know that you have like your toolbox ready for if, if you need it. And sometimes it's really hard when you're like in the stress, like when you're in the stress response, it's so hard to remember all the things that you should be doing or could be doing. Cause you're, you know, like you just, it's, that's just the nature of it. So have like, you know, having it in your face sometimes is, is also important, you know, like writing it down and saying like printing, you know, the, the, the steps of a certain meditation or um, soothing technique and just having it in your back pocket or something, you know, so you can run to the bathroom and do, do, and do like five minutes to help yourself center. Um, and, and also time, like space, personal boundaries. Yeah. And also, I hope also, that answered your question. 
Yeah, no, that does. And I also think it's, it's important to remember too, that, you know, stress isn't always negative, right? It could be the excitement and joy of the holidays that also can, can be draining. And so understanding, um, you know, that concept that it could be good or bad, it doesn't have to necessarily be a negative thing um, because it takes energy to be excited and to, you know, not only just engage in positive things, but just the, the emotion and the adrenal, the adrenaline rush that you get, um, you know, from joy also can be a drain on your energy. So it's also important to remember that. Absolutely. And like, I think giving was that for me too, because like, I was just overly excited and I was like super, you know, happy to be with family for, for first time in a really long time. And, and I totally overdid it. <laughs> I overdid yeah. it. And I overdid it because I was excited. And sometimes that's okay. And sometimes that's not okay. But like, I, you know, sticking, sticking to as much of your healthy routines and stuff is, is, is important and having that game plan so that if you're getting too excited, you're making a conscious decision to get right. more excited. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, can you share, I know, so for some of, of, of our um, attendees and listeners, it might be the first time they've heard about the spoon theory. Um, and okay. it's something that we share often and always encourage it as a tool, especially in mitochondrial disease, right? A lot of the symptoms and the challenges that our, that our families face are invisible. Um, and so it's hard to put into words sometimes the, the concept of energy drain, right? And when we say, um, when someone says they're exhausted, that's not the same thing when a patient who is affected by a rare disease says they're exhausted. So helping, exactly. helping people who may just be learning about the disease or, you know, people in your lives who aren't around you every day, who you're trying to help understand, why can't I go out? Why can't I? And what that, that drain looks like. So can you share a little bit more in detail about the spoon theory um, and all that that encompasses? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I mean, the spoon theory for me, it's uh, in my life, the spoon theory is more helpful for my loved ones than it is for me. Um, So it really is a a great way for me to clearly tell my loved ones what I can and can't do. Um, So, you know, the analogy is basically, let's say you have like people with chronic illnesses, um, like us in this community, we, our energy capacity is much more limited than an able-bodied person. So, you know, being conscious of that capacity. So, so you break it up into spoons basically, right? So one person might have 12 spoons in a given day. Someone might have six spoons in a given day. Someone might have 20. So we're all different. So it's knowing that and knowing how many spoons works like for you. So basically like for me getting up and getting dressed, not many spoons, maybe one. To eat takes like two, three for me because eating is, is very difficult, very challenging for me. So, you know, um, whereas someone else, it might take them three spoons to get out of bed, but eating is not a big deal. It's only one spoon. But like, so basically you use the spoons and you basically look at your day and you're like, okay, I have 12 spoons and I'm going to need to do I'm at least six of them will be for like basic things like getting out of bed, getting dressed, brushing my teeth, making meals, whatever, like, you know, those, you know, things we need to do. And, and so that means I only have six and going out for coffee with a friend is four. 
but I also have an assignment that I need to do and that's four. So like, then I'm like, oh, I'm out, I'm out of spoons. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm over two spoons. Do I want to steal those spoons from tomorrow? Because we don't regenerate our spoons like everybody else, right? We don't regenerate our energy as quickly and bounce back like as, you know, the average person. So it's understanding that it's okay to steal spoons from the next day if it's worth it. Um, but know that you're going to be at a, a negative at a loss starting the next day. Right. So it's it, it. So for me, like, let's say it's like, oh, well, like, let's say my father wants to come over and you know, just to say hi. And he's like, I can bring groceries. Well, dad, no, I'm like, I'm at, I only have two more spoons for today and I still need to do these things. And then that's that's the, that's a boundary. Like that's me saying, giving a boundary. And, and he's like, oh my gosh, no, please, yes, save your spoons. I can come tomorrow or whenever, you know? So it, it has been very helpful for, for my family members to understand without even, without necessarily going into nitty, nitty gritty, like why it takes me four spoons to, to do something. I don't need to tell them why. They, why if I want to, I can, but it, it just gives it a very simple kind of analogy a, a simple visualization for for others and for our, ourselves to to know what work we have the capacity for um yeah. there's tons like i you guys have a, a nice uh, blurb on it on your website i think i saw it there um but if not there's like tons of resources for spoon theory yeah and we'll so we will make sure that over the course of the holiday we're going to share all of these tips and tricks that Marcel has shared with us today and we'll post about the spoon theory and you know just as a reminder that it's okay to say no um, and it's okay to take a minute to just love yourself and be kind to yourself and know what your limits are without feeling like you have to explain to others what those limits are and knowing, you know, again, what your boundaries are and what the potential consequences could be if you step outside of those limits. And sometimes it's worth it. Um, and sometimes it's not, and it's okay to say no. Um, and, and that, that's a fine balance and, and, you know, understanding that it's okay. It's okay to be kind to yourself. That's what I, what I always tell our, our families when we're on the support call, you have to be kind to yourself. So Marcel, yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you taking the time to just help us just take a pause and reflect and, and understanding just some really simple ways that we can implement throughout the day of just, you know, stopping for a minute and meditating for a few minutes and deep breathing um, and the yoga stretching, which is something we can do with the whole family. It doesn't matter what, what age um, our children are, or our family members are, or what our, what our physical limits might be. There's ways to implement that and integrate it into your day to really provide some, some long-term benefits for your peace and, and your mental health. Um, and so we really appreciate you taking the time to share this with us. Um, and like I said, we'll continue to share this with our community because this is a really important piece of the puzzle and we can't forget to take care of you. So thank you, Marcel. Thank you so much As for a reminder, Yes, absolutely. Today's presentation will be posted on our website in the coming days for anyone that would like to listen again or share with others. 
And you can also find the full catalog of MitoActions Expert Series on our website and also on our Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify as well. So thank you everyone so much for joining us today. We hope you found this useful. We wish you all a wonderful, wonderful holiday season. Know that we are here to support you in any way that we can. And we encourage you to reach out and we look forward to seeing you next time. Have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Take care.